Hello, welcome to This Week in Japan. I'm the Gaijin John. I'm suffering. And together we make Geeks and Gaijins and we bring you all the local news and stuff that's not from Syracuse. Or Syracuse, depending on, like, how you, how you say it. I don't know. We know you don't come to this podcast for accuracy. No, you come to us for things and mess and things stuff from japan mostly cute mostly criminal snack related and also mystery corner which i can reveal right now we have an exclusive interview coming to you straight from japan a member of the japanese nobility no less indeed uh let's just say we've talked about him before on the podcast he owns a castle and it's not shinzo abe <laughs> That's right, it's Shinzo Abe. Welcome in. He's uh, to agreed to stop hunting John for sport for 24 hours just for this interview. We are doing it from a wood in the middle of Hokkaido. <laughs> and then <laughs> after that, the greatest game begins. <laughs> Well, this episode at least includes unexpected babies, leaving work early maybes, special donuts not from Haiti, school lunch hospitalization crazies, and a special tourist review. My rhyming dictionary died of embarrassment. I can't do anything. <laughs> but I actually did do something this week. Yay! Hooray! We're all very jealous. But you know what I'm jealous of, Thomas? Uh, Coast Guard. Well, they have such a cushy job. Well, of course I'm jealous of them. <laughs> no one's going to the beaches right now. Who wouldn't be jealous of the Coast Guard? No, I'm jealous of someone who we have talked about on the podcast before, a baby panda who has taken his first steps. Uh, sorry, has taken her first steps at um, Wakayama Zoo. She is so cute. Yes, I too envy the pandas for their lifetime of doing nothing but eating and sleeping. Yeah, it's this is our four-year-old month panda who has not been named yet. This is the one we talked about that had the naming competition. And the names, uh, the names with the most votes might actually be announced by the time this podcast is released. They say it will be released on the 18th. So, <gasps> hopefully we will manage to put it in the description after. Who knows? Ooh. Or you can look it up yourself. Don't be lazy. Do it yourself. We won't hand it to you on a silver platter. But yes, this is so cute. This little baby panda is doing its first steps for the camera. And it now actually looks like a baby panda and not like the alien. <laughs> That's good. That's a good start. And she's just like hobbling around. Her four like legs don't really work. So she's just, she's trying her best, god darn it. Though apparently they say that she's getting stronger day by day. So by the time she's five months old, she'll be able to climb a tree. So I still can't climb a tree and I'm 23. They grow up so fast. Yeah, I'll be out there climbing trees, unable to have sex. Pandas. <laughs> That's just my regular weekend. <laughs> but you know who was also in Cute Corner and also somehow able to have sex? Well, that disqualifies me immediately. Uh, <laughs> carry on. Yes, Thomas, enough of the same joke in about five minutes. Hey, hey, hey. It's all I've got prepared for today. I only ever get one joke a week. 
Yeah, and currently Thomas's laptop has actually died. I think I've said that before. So he's recording through his phone. Yay, so apologies for that. We hope to be better by next week. <laughs> As if, the, which in, implies some kind of standards on our regard. Uh, but the no, rituals to the Omnissiah are going forward, and I would pray that my laptop is stable, but who knows? Until I get something new, it's going to keep being like this. Well, this is Momo, a 10-year-old Gibbon who lives in Nagasaki. She lives alone in a cage, but she's just given birth. Oh my goodness, it's the Lord! It's the Lord! Jesus has risen again! And it's a gibbon. I did just realise whilst reading that, oh, it's monkey Jesus! (laughs) (laughs) The Bible said nothing about this. Jesus did come to Japan, but it was as a baby gibbon. Yeah, so this was this was last month on the 10th of February, which I'm all for celebrating another Christmas so soon after. Uh, <laughs> but this is the Lady Momo, or Momo, who uh, gave birth. The about seven-month pregnancy wasn't noted. Uh, apparently her belly wasn't bigger, and there were no changes her in appearance. And apparently none of the employees realised she was, like, carrying a baby. And there's not even, like, any other opportunities. For five or six years, she's lived in her enclosure alone. She lives next to cages with other gibbons. Uh, but And there is a wire mesh fence between. Unless she's getting really freaky with it. Uh, we have monkey Jesus. <laughs> Japanese um. monkey Jesus. <laughs> It's either that or the plot of Jurassic Park. It's one of the two. Neither is a good solution for humans, unfortunately. Might be good for Japan with like the with the population problems. We just learn. <laughs> we must learn from Momo. <laughs> you know what? I believe the Japanese government would pursue asexual reproduction as a viable alternative to fixing its problems. Yep. So apparently the zoo has had numerous meetings to discuss the very issue. I refuse to believe that Monkey Jesus did not at least come up once. (laughs) (laughs) Just one zookeeper in the corner like, you can make a religion out of this. (laughs) Yep, so the the zoo still think it's a mystery, but one official has speculated... It's very likely she mated with a male in a neighbouring cage through some kind of gap. (laughs) It's just, that just sounds like the level of Japanese sex education right there. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Not, possibly not the wire mesh that, you know, has loads of gaps in it. No, no, no. Uh, The zoo says it intends to ascertain the father's identity through DNA analysis of the baby's hair or blood after it's been weaned. And they are also going to put up metal boards at the borders of the enclosures. This is the next line. Because this article is, is translated from Japanese, it's got an interesting note. Japanese translators are amazing. They do the Lord's work, literally the Lady Momo's work. Um, <laughs> this next uh, from the Mainichi is, I think, a beautiful two sentences. As a zoo for which planned reproduction is one of its principles, the emergence of an unforeseen pregnancy and birth is unacceptable. The facility said it was 
working to prevent a reoccurrence. Good for them. I'm just imagining monkey sex education now. (laughs) Abstinence only in Japan. (laughs) Do you reckon they also use a banana? No comment. I plead the fifth. Please. Okay, so that was Cute Corner. Yay! And also, (laughs) question my entire life and purpose of religion, Corner. (laughs) Uh, We don't know what the baby will be called yet, though I really hope they call him something like Jesus or Jesus. (laughs) I think that would be great. So now we move on to Crime Corner. Thomas, I'll give you a choice of three. Oh, good. So we've got either we've got food crimes, work crimes, or public comedian racism crimes. Sorry, there was no fun way to do the last one. <laughs> um, well, now that you've put cancel culture on the table here, John, you're going to have to get rid of that one as quickly as possible, otherwise people are going to get the wrong idea. Well, this is Japanese TV network apologizes for comedian's hurtful remark. This is this is not uh, this is Japan. You're not getting canceled, I'm afraid. So, <laughs> we we have talked in previous episodes about the Ainu, uh, the indigenous population uh, in Japan's Hokkaido region. Uh, generally sometimes called the Japanese Native Americans, uh, they're very well known and also have a history very similar to the Native Americans in the US. Uh, so not good. It's oh, a very no. complex history, which I cannot justify on a very, very silly podcast. Uh, however, uh, this man did even worse. So this is during a news piece on the morning program, Sukiri. The Japanese comedian was about to introduce a documentary segment centering on an Ainu woman. So Thomas, I'm going to ask you to guess if you can understand this joke which I'm going to say out loud. So please, I'm quoting. I'm quoting everyone. What does this piece, this upcoming piece, and spotting an animal have in common? As in, you can see an animal. Ah, Inu. (laughs) Inu is Japanese for dog. Oh. So it was an attempt at wordplay then. Indeed, but instead it compared a highly discriminated against minority group in Japan to dogs. Which isn't really fair. The Japanese people love dogs. <laughs> yeah, but also Ainu uh, uh, are people too. <laughs> <laughs> Just putting that Just out there. <laughs> Might be a controversial topic you're not quite ready for. I'm... But maybe this is still like in Hokkaido. There are Japan has a very big thing of being specifically Japanese and the history of treating the Mm. Ainu, arguably the people who got to Japan first is not great. Uh, Before about the 19th, 18th century, they were specifically called like the equivalent of barbarians and also especially work during the Meiji era and the early 20th century was basically to de-Ainuify them. So basically uh, make large parts of Ainu culture illegal and essentially attempt to forcefully integrate them into Japanese society. Uh, So arguably a cultural genocide. And even to today, they don't... um, Even to today, there are lots of people still with Ainu heritage that 
don't want to try don't want to identify with it because of fear of being discriminated against but good thing the segment drew heavy criticism basically saying it's not right to juxtapose i knew people with dogs which i agree with (laughs) i'll make this strong position right now uh but yeah so as a result the broadcasters said we swiftly we sincerely apologize to all i knew people and each party concerned and will swiftly spread awareness of this incident throughout the company and examine it while implementing training to prevent a reoccurrence and also i recommend as my weeb self an anime that does a lot of i knew stuff which is golden kamui which is weird as all hell but also has i knew and i knew history and culture as one of its main selling points and a bunch of the characters yeah it's really cool they have blue eyes <laughs> goodness i know in, in japan having blue eyes is a thing thomas oh man they love me there yep i have dirty gray eyes and they're like oh i have like teenage girls going your eyes are beautiful i'm like i have muddy gray <laughs> eyes at best <laughs> But speaking of where I work, I wouldn't dare in Japan leave work early. Like, I wouldn't dare. That's the thing. I, I get in at 8.30. I leave on the dot at 4.15. Doesn't matter. That's that's what I do. For contract purposes, that is what I do. To anyone who is related to my contract, listening to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, however, there are people in uh, Funabashi City in Chiba Prefecture who have been getting in trouble uh, because uh, the Board of Education has disciplined a number of staff for leaving the office early. (gasps) Now, when you say early, John, how early are we talking here? Uh, Let's just say I'm going to measure it in minutes. I want you to guess. So how many minutes do you reckon? Well, uh, let's... Let's let's go give a rough ballpark of about ten minutes. About ten minutes is about more or less the minimum of how annoying I, I would find someone leaving early. Yeah, so it's like a rough ten minutes. It's like, oh dear, that would be that would be pain. Like, oh, where's Jim? Like, you've still got to be here for another ten minutes, guys. Um, divide that by five. Uh, disciplined a number of member of staff <laughs> for leaving the office two minutes early. Two. That's like enough time to get out of the office and onto the street usually yes yeah. <laughs> not a big deal yes because staff say they left earlier because they wanted to get an earlier bus home their set work departure time is 5 15 p.m and okay. the staff were leaving at 5 13 p.m to try and catch the 5 17 p.m bus okay because the next bus wasn't for another half an hour until 5.47pm. That's too long to wait for a bus. It, I mean, it's not. But it's annoying if you have to wait half an hour for a bus if you just missed one. Exactly. The, the main problem here is that the person in charge of this crime ring, this has occurred from May 2019 to January 2021, uh, included seven staff members and 316 incidences of early departure. And the ringleader was a 59-year-old woman in charge of attendance management. So it's literally her job to manage when people arrive and leave. 
and she's in trouble. Yes, as well as the people who are doing it. It's basically the idea that she actually messed with the time cards. Oh. So all the offenders, they weren't fired. Uh, they all received written reprimands um, and and were given strict cautions for punching out early. So they didn't they didn't even do it. They didn't even do it all the time. That's the thing. They didn't even do it every day. And also the ringleader was punished with a one tenth reduction in salary for three months. Ouch. Yeah. So this is apparently meant to reimburse the Board of Education with approximately um, about a thousand dollars to cover the unreported leave accumulated. Absolute penny pinches. Well, yeah, because it's two minutes that you, if you then, if you're there, then in their head, that you then times that by 300 times. It's like, that's 600 minutes. That's all. That's 10 hours. And then you go, but seriously, guys. <laughs> yes, because I do a lot of work in the last two minutes of my day. Yeah. I, I'm going to I'm going to give you guys a hint. And like everyone, this is everyone who works with me, who listens, like stop listening now. <laughs> do you know what I do in the last like five minutes of the workday? I go to the because <laughs> then I don't waste my unpaid time going to the top. You just go to the bathroom and go. Yeah. And then then oh, it's time to go home. That's boss makes a dollar. I make a dime. That's why I'm company time. <laughs> Sorry, this is this has become quite a blue episode, I'm afraid. <laughs> uh, the thing that makes this worse is obviously there are lots of people online who are like, well, that's dumb, isn't it? Uh, the thing that makes it worse is lots of Japanese work culture is you arrive naturally 10 to 15 minutes early before the start of work, a time that you don't get paid for. And even with the bus schedule, the amount of people getting these buses, they're like, well, why... Why can't you just shift it like a little the other way? Because they're likely they're already going to be at work two minutes earlier. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully this changes. Hopefully, like, the people in Japan, like, they know this is rubbish, but it, it ends up of who's in charge and whether this can change. But who knows? Who knows, really? And just finally, our last crime... Um, which is been affecting school children and teachers, and therefore I am immediately connected to it. <laughs> and it also includes food, so I am quadruply connected to it. You're saying you did this, John? This is your crime? You're confessing to the crime? Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, because this is preparation of food crime. Oh, they don't let you touch. Yeah, this is also in Saitama Prefecture. So this is this is this. Ah, oh. this is several countries away from me. <laughs> Once again, I reiterate my part of Japan. I am closer to Korea than most of the rest of Japan. So this is a elementary school in Asaka City in Saitama Prefecture, uh, and seven people were injured, one teacher and six students because of noodles. What? Do you want to guess how noodles could hurt people? Well, at least seven, um, at least six children and one adult. If they were cooked too hot? They were definitely cooked. Cool, okay. Not really sure what to do with that information. Well, I, this is a thing, because these are a special kind of noodles. These are a special kind of dish from Nagasaki, which is called sada udon, 
which means plate udon. And so udon is usually like chewy, like nice noodles. But for this kind of dish, you put vegetables and meat on top of fried noodles. And so these noodles were fried for so long that these six people ended up chipping their teeth. Oh! And three children had to go to hospital. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Yep, so apparently what went wrong was the cooking time. So instead of being fried for two to three minutes, as the instructions said, uh, the members at the school fried them for ten minutes. Uh. They put them back in because they didn't look done yet. Yeah, people online are a bit concerned because they're like, a, a Japanese elementary school is essentially you're taught to like you eat and you don't complain, which is I think why you end up with six children with chipped teeth. Yeah. Luckily they are luckily they are primary school students, so hopefully they still have their baby teeth, so it's not as bad. But still. <laughs> I will say, though, Thomas, uh, one more thing. There was something that happened the day before as well (laughs) at the same school. The plot thickens? Um, Well, because of a delivery mistake, um, some of the sixth grade children were served donuts that had expired a year earlier. Oh, my God. Yeah. How? I don't know. Those kids aren't ever going to touch a school meal ever again. <laughs> yeah. It's like you think your school meals are bad. Have they broken your teeth and been a year out of date? I don't think I ever got food poisoning off of the uh, off of the lasagna at school, I'll be honest. No, neither did I, but still, um, that's the thing. Japan might be known for amazing food. Uh, just don't go to its elementary schools. Don't go to its elementary schools, like, like, anyway. Full stop. You're an adult. Why would you be You're there? an adult. Why are you there? Go, stop. <laughs> no. Bad. <laughs> Unless you're a teacher. Unless you're a teacher there. I, I'll, I'll, I'll give you, like, half, I'll give you, like, half marks off. Because you can't let them do, like, Japanese Lord of the Flies. <laughs> I think that's just Forgotten Neverland, isn't it? <laughs> Promised. Promised Neverland. Promised Neverland. That as well. Yay. Tell me you've got some positive food news, John, because I've lost my appetite. Well, I had actual donuts that weren't a year out of date, I think. <laughs> and this is a snack break that I ate. Yesterday. Woo! Woo! And this are special donuts from our good friend, Mr. Donut. Ah, the Donut. The Mr. of the Donuts. He's hit. I've yet to meet Mrs. Donut. But, uh. Maybe it's just another Mr. Donut. Yeah, I know. I don't. Yeah, I shouldn't be judging. Maybe he's not interested in marriage. Yeah. Asexual Mr. Donut. Uh, (laughs) 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 Uh, yes. So. These, the place known for French patissier donuts and Pokemon donuts, have now brought you 
for the spring Sakura season, Sakura and matcha flavored donuts. Very Japanese. With the help of Gion Tsujiri, which is a green tea manufacturer uh, that started 160 years ago in Kyoto. Dang, sir. And they're now helping them make donuts. As they should. So there are five donuts you can get. Five, count them five. Mm. And they're two kinds. So one of them are the mochi kind of donuts, which are like the they're made with rice flour and they're they're like ring donuts. Uh, so one of them is just the dough is sakura flavored, so it's cherry flavored with a white chocolate and cherry glaze. Then, then there's one which is most of these are inside. There are sakura dough, but this one has an has a green tea matcha coating with white chocolate and sakura mochi pieces on top. That sounds extravagant. And then the one that I had, which is a mochi ring, which is mochito, uh, which translates to soft and springy, which is the sakura flavored mochi donut is then filled with green tea flavored cream. And then white chocolate on the outside with some roasted mochi pieces. And I will say, it was top tier. It was some serious good donutting. However, friend of the podcast, Chris, he was with me at the time and he got, he beat me. He got a much better donut. There was a better donut? He got the Wadabi Mochi Sakura and Uji Matcha Whip. So this is a like a gla- it's a glazed donut and on one edge of it it just looks like it's been dipped in green tea flavored chocolate. Uh but inside that it then not only has it is not only sakura flavored sponge it also has not only the green tea flavored whipped cream but also sakura flavored whipped cream and inside all of that is a chewy wadabi mochi which is a kind of dumpling, which also is sweet as well. That sounds divine. There's another alternate one, which is also has cherry blossom anko in it as well. If you are in Japan and you have access to a Mr. Donut, these donuts are great. Like, these are legit. I like Japan sometimes does seasonal stuff really well, and this is great. They are now in Japanese, but they are now in Japanese Mr. Donuts. I don't know when they end. They're from the 12th of March to mid-April, so go, go, go before they're gone. I will definitely be going back. And of course, you can find pictures of this on the Gaijin John Instagram, at the Gaijin John. I promise I'll upload stuff soon. I'm in one of my phases of not uploading stuff. Bad at this. <laughs> We're very good at plugging the things we do here. So plugging. By admitting that we're not very Much good at Much plugging. So, so cool. That is your donut guide to Japan. Japan, uh, when they're not a year out of date, do good donuts. It's <laughs> a very low bar to click. I wouldn't recommend asking the donut people to say, oh, can I have one that's not a year out of date? And they just look at you. It's like, I do not. <laughs> or there's just like one guy in the back who also listens to the podcast who has like impeccable English skills. He's like, you, I know you. <laughs> one guy just vibing. <laughs> That's your final our listeners in, in the corner of donut shops, apparently. <laughs> Indeed. Well, I listen to the podcast. Where they should I be. go to donut shops. So. <laughs> Therefore. 
Okay, let's not argue let's not argue with or against that, because it will fall apart as soon as we pay attention to it. Moving on, next section! <laughs> it's the John actually went and did something in Japan section. Yay! Woohey! Going back to our roots. Yeah, the roots of before COVID, the BC roots. Um. <laughs> I don't think we're allowed to call it BC, John. <laughs> Uh, we're yeah, not... Wait, you're a history grad. Why am I arguing with you whether it's the okay. greatness of BC? Okay, BCE, before COVID era. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to get more confusing as we go on. Carry yeah. on. No, so we talked, Thomas, do you remember we talked about something two weeks ago on the podcast and I threatened to go and actually do something? <laughs> You do that a lot, John. It's hard to keep track. I'm like, oh, God, John thinks he's going to go somewhere again. I keep telling him not to, but he insists. It's time now for the time travel machine to see what I said. Time travel noises. I'm actually quite close to the So who knows if, like, Corona is within acceptable levels of can't be helped. I might just have to go and visit the past. <laughs> oh, I was so much thinner and less full of donut <laughs> two weeks ago. Yes. No, I went to the castle. I went to Bichu Matsuyama Castle, uh, which, mo more importantly than that, has a cat as a lord. That is the most important thing. That's all you need to know. And his name is Sanjiro Sama because you have to give him his due. It's not Sanjiro-chan, it's not Sanjiro-kun, or Sanjiro-san, it is Sanjiro-sama. Requires the proper respect. And now, I have a world premiere of an interview with Lord Sanjiro himself. I'm here with an exclusive interview with Sanjiro-sama. Hi, Sanjiro-sama. What do you think of how effective you've been at bringing tourism to Matsuyama Castle. Obviously, we're disturbing his naps. So, ooh, I'm getting the evil eye from him, but thank you, Sandra Osama, for your time. Please. That's goodbye from the Gaijin John on location with Sandra Osama, the Lord of Bichu Matsuyama Castle. He was not happy to see you, John. He was clearly trying to avoid the paparazzi. I, what can I do? I, I just had to get that scoop. You you can <laughs> you can find the video for that audio, which of course includes a cute cat, on our Twitter, which is at ggguidjins, or our Facebook, which is at Geeks and Gaijins. But yes, this is the adorable Sanjiro Sama. And the castle itself, so I thought I'd talk a bit about the castle itself, which I very recommend going to. It was a great time. Uh, this is Bichu Matsuyama Castle, also known as Takahashi Castle, because it's located in Takahashi City, Okayama Prefecture. Uh, basically, if you do want to come to Japan and visit it, do. It is sometimes known as the Castle in the Sky, because it is the highest elevation castle in Japan, being about 430 meters above sea level. That's 1,410 feet in freedom. <laughs> it was initially built about 700 or so years ago, and there's some nice history. There's a little in English there, but it's generally mostly in Japanese, but there's not much history. It was built before the Sengoku Jidai, or the time of war, but it was then used a lot during that period. So it was specifically made for defense, 
And during and after the Edo period, uh, the castle was destroyed and abandoned, as lots of them were. But it was a group of citizens came together to restore the castle. And now we still have a bit of it, which they've repaired the walls and the um, castle itself. So you can go inside the castle and have a look around. It's a little museum, uh, but it is uh, it is really quite high. So what you do is you either you get the uh, I think you can get the train from Okayama, Okayama City. It's about a two hour train or so from there. Or if you're driving, it's about one hour drive. And Okayama, you can get to on the Shinkansen, uh, the bullet train, which goes from like Tokyo to Osaka to Kyoto like that kind of stuff and then so you can go up there uh i think there's a bus from the station or you can walk from the station i think it's about half an hour 40 minute walk uh to the shuttle bus station there is a shuttle bus and a parking lot there and you can go and you can talk to the very nice people there and that's also where like the gift shop is because i don't recommend buying your gifts at the top of the castle guys just saying (laughs) and so then you can be like me and Chris. We did not take the shuttle bus because that would have been easy. And it took about, I'd say, about half an hour, 40 minutes to actually climb up to the top. The shuttle bus doesn't take you all the way to the top. It only deposits you about halfway, halfway up. But it's not a difficult climb. Though on the way, you do have to be careful because we saw something. Oh. Which is something furry. Something... That walks on four legs. Something. Monkey. Monkey. Oh, I was gonna guess bear. No, no, no. I don't. I. I don't think I'd still be alive. I. I'd still be in hospital just <laughs> of shock. The bear wouldn't get me. I'd just still be hyperventilating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there are wild monkeys around. Uh, we saw a couple. I think we saw a female and a baby and also a, um, possibly a male one as well. So you do have to be careful and don't feed the monkeys and stuff. But it was amazing. It's the first time I've seen wild monkeys in Japan. Uh, I did also see one by the side of the road, like alive, like in one of the fields. <laughs> it wasn't. I didn't see monkey roadkill, guys. Good save. It's not getting that dark. Good save. Uh, but no, it was it was making its way through the fields. Um, and call back to episodes many, many t- episodes ago. We should have called the Monkey Busters, but we're the wrong part of the country. But we went up to the top of the castle. <laughs> and there you can just walk up. I think admission is about 500 yen. Uh, so not much. And then inside you get to see Sanjiro himself. Sanjiro! Sanjiro! It's very, very nice. And he is, he's just sits back. He has his little pillow. Uh, that he seems to just sit on. He is very, he is just a very spoiled cat. <laughs> <laughs> he is about five or six beds next to him. Um, and he has a pillow that he's on. He also is on a lead, but it's not a, the lead is attached to like a little skateboard. <laughs> So it's a very long lead. It's basically, it seems to be, so he can walk around the castle as much as he wants, but he can't go parkouring, like, off into the off into the wilderness. Because it is just surrounded by forest. So I think, basically, I think it's also for his lordship's safety as well. But he's very lovely. He takes pictures. He also takes his scritches as well, as you could maybe hear or see. And he's generally a very, very lovely cat. 
So I generally, I give the whole experience 10 scritches out of 10. He's the best cat. But there's one thing I haven't talked about, Thomas. Goodness. The one thing that you have to rate every single museum on. <gasps> Go on. Loot. <laughs> loot, 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 loot. Okay, so first of all, because it's a Japanese thing, you bring stuff home for your co-workers when you go somewhere special. And so I Ooh. got special senbei, special rice crackers, but they're super special rice crackers because they have Sanjiro's face on them. <laughs> and they have very amazing art. They have a, basically a very amazing cute kitty art of Sanjiro. Uh, which they use for everything. So Sandro tells me to wash my hands. Sandro tells me to keep social distance. Sandro <laughs> tells me to, like, be nice to other guests. Yes, my lord. Yes, my lord. That's really good art. It's really cute. It's got a kind of a, a Ghibli vibe to it. It's very uh, My Neighbor Totoro is what I mean by that. Yeah, so illustrated by Kumamine. Yeah, so you can find them at, at Kuma Kumamine on Twitter. They don't need bar shout-outs. They almost have over 100,000 followers, but yeah. <laughs> they should be shouting us out, goddammit. Yeah, but they make really... <laughs> That's how this works, right? Yeah. They make really, really cute stuff, and so this is Sandra. Oh, so... <laughs> so the cast, the view, the views from the castle and stuff are amazing as well. But also there's just, there's the cat. Who has time for the views when there's a cat? Well, it's the, it's the thing. You get to see the views because you came for the cat. How do the monkeys get along with the cat? Are they too far away to properly interact? Or? Not well. They don't want you doing anything with the monkeys. They're kind of scared of the monkeys doing bad stuff. They have electrical wires and stuff set up to defend the castle from monkeys. So they're on the outer perimeter. Indeed. They're kept out of the castle proper. Gotcha. <laughs> they are insurgents attempting to fight his lord. <laughs> there, is a, there is a monkey insurgency. Monkey! And so, of course, that design, you can get it on so many things. You can get it on notebooks. Which I did. Aww. <laughs> he poses so well. I know. I also forgot to say he has a little outfit as well that they dress him up in occasionally. He is adorable. <laughs> but so as well as that, because it is COVID times, I got a Sanjiro mask. So what it is, is it's just a basic grey mask. But what it, do what it comes with is a bunch of Sanjiro, like heat application stickers so what you do is you peel off the back and you can place the little pictures of Sanjiro wherever you want on the mask so you have a special Sanjiro mask there are special manju or sweets that are also in the shape of Sanjiro there is a Sanjiro postcard set <laughs> wish you were here exactly so if you want to tell your loved ones how a wonderful time you're having, but at Matsuyama Castle. He is, he was originally a stray and, and they found him in 2018, but he's only recently been upgraded to Lordship. 
And also because it's the kind of thing that I love, I also, they do nice wall hangy designs. These, it isn't to do, this is the one thing I have that is not to do with Sanjuro. <laughs> You're, he's right, folks. The entire rest of his room is just decorated in pictures of one, one ginger cat. It's honestly becoming a problem. He is my king. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last one is a little keychain. Ah, look at that little idiot. It's great. I really recommend it. If you're in Okayama or you're around that area, it's definitely worth. Takashi itself does have an awful lot of lovely things as well. I wouldn't know my car broke down. But that's a story <laughs> for another time. <laughs> uh, yes. Just be glad I didn't stick you in a inhospitable obstacle course. It's not that Japan has more than one castle, Thomas. <laughs> That's Takeshi's castle. This is Taka. <laughs> this is Takahashi's. This is Takahashi Castle. It's not even called that. It's called Bichu Matsuyama Castle. But yes, if you do Google Takashi, Takashi Castle, uh, Takeshi's castle comes up also. Yeah. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> that has been this week in japan if you like listening to us you can of course uh subscribe slash smash that phone button we are on everywhere where you find your podcasts uh you can also try and find our podcast uh by cleaning your house really really well and looking in the last drawer that you're ready to clean <laughs> and then a little hand will pop out that just happens to look like Sanjuro's, and uh, it will be holding a cassette. How else are you going to listen to something these days? You've got a cassette player sometimes, and that cassette will have our <laughs> podcast on it. You can also find us on Twitter at Facebook, at Geeks and Gaijins, uh, <laughs> Geeks and Gaijins or GG Gaijins. I'm on Instagram at the Gaijin John. Uh, if you have any questions or you want to send us anything, uh, you can email us at geeksandgaijins at gmail.com. And generally, yeah. So it's if you want to ask us something, definitely ask Thomas on Twitter. Uh, he is the most active person there. I have the most free time. And he is also a whiz on the YouTubes as as his videos about anime shoot us into total obscurity. So if you're watching us <laughs> on YouTube, you can watch those. Yes. Thank you if you've been listening to this on the YouTube channel. Uh, have a loads around. There might be something else here you like. Watch something that isn't the one video that Thomas made ages ago and is now vaguely embarrassed by <laughs> oh i was embarrassed by that when i released it God, that thing's i think old as old as the podcast itself <laughs> i have not watched it since that's my secret thomas i'm always embarrassed <laughs> oof too true we're also always on Twitch. We are trying. We are trying to come back to Twitch. But obviously, due to the fact that Thomas is recording this via his phone. Uh, Hello. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Computers are hard. So hopefully we will have something back next week. Uh, but only time will tell. Time and electronics. Time and electronics and Thomas. I mean, if the if you follow us on Twitch, hopefully you'll have a notification that tells you. Exactly. So, so give that a, give that a good look at. Yeah. Just to keep informed. Twitch.tv uh, slash Geeks and Gaijins. Ha. Ha. So good at shilling. Oh my god, we're just we're so good at this. So good. 
But yes. We should do this more often. Indeed. But that's enough for this week. So we will see you next week in In Japan. Japan.